You're listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. This is Walter L. Smith II, the host of the Sunday Forum, each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 a.m. The Fourth Estate and I do research and have intelligent conversation with each and every one of you. And we love it. We love bringing you the best in radio programming here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa. Find the shadows cast by rainbow, there you'll meet the sage. Feeding rabbits bits of lettuce, or cleaning out the cage. He can give you more direction than you ever
morning, good morning, and welcome to this Sunday Forum. This is Walter L. Smith II, your host, along with the member of the Fourth Estate crew. Mabili's in studio with me today. Mabili, what's up, man? What's up? Good morning. <laughs> you hear a La La song, man? I hear it. Yeah, March 100. Yeah. They can't touch you, man. They can't touch you. That's the Say La La. That's right. Marching 100. That's right. That's right. Listen, man. We are we are honored, 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 honored. Uh, as a fam UN, as a black man, uh, I am honored to have these brothers in studio with me today. Two fam UNs, one CIS major, one pharmacy major, right here in studio with us today. John and Jeff Allen, the Allen brothers. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? Doing, doing great. Pretty good. Good, good, good. Man, listen, we are excited to have you here, man. For those of you who do not know um, who the Allen brothers are, you will. By the time this show is over with, you will know who these brothers are. And trust me when I tell you, you'll be drinking that coffee too. Black Mule. Black Mule. I am excited. I'm excited about this thing. Listen, let me let me go ahead and do this right now. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> all right, so we got, we got, all right, here we go. Here we go. They started to miss. All right, here we go. So, we got our Facebook friends on live right now watching us. Everybody wave, Facebook family out there. Uh, thank you for joining us today on the Sunday Forum. We are excited about this show, man. Listen, you know, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I appreciate a good cup of coffee. <laughs> right? I do. I really do. Uh, MB? Certainly, I do. I know he does, man. Every day. This, this dude stays... Like, you can't see it, folks, but he like, stays, like, tipping the cup, the coffee cup, man. Um, yeah. But, you know, but for it to be black-owned, and the packaging is outstanding, man. It's outstanding stuff. You know, black mule coffee. Wow. Thanks. Wow. So tell us, folks, listen, tell us about this thing. If you want to call in, please do 813-239-9663. You know, when you talk about black businesses here in the state of Florida, you know, this is important. It's very important. Uh, there are a whole, whole myriad of things that we have to unpackage today. Right. A whole bunch of stuff we need to talk about that's relevant to who you are, what you're doing, and, and its importance, Correct. right, Correct. Um, to black businesses, uh, any business for that matter, but specifically to black businesses. Um, there are some some stigmas that that have been that have been attached to you. There have been so, or like they are with with any other black business. Uh, there are some some issues that surround um, uh, disproportionate numbers of people who are involved in your area. Mm -hmm. There are some real issues with regard to how you were being treated and how others who have been trying to get to where you are have been treated. Um, and, and so that everybody understands what I'm talking about, uh, this is a first-time interview with these brothers uh, because they are in the cannabis industry. Is that correct? Yes, that's yes, correct. All right. Not hemp. Cannabis. Okay? There is a difference. There is a difference. If you do not know the difference, we're going to talk about it today. 
and we're gonna we're gonna help everybody to understand the importance. We're also going to talk about some of the legalities that, that go along with it as we talk about uh, some of the things that, that have happened with regard to people who've been locked up over the years behind cannabis issues and then where we are now, where we are slowly seeing the change. We're quickly seeing, actually not slowly, we're quickly seeing the change. Um, but there are some, we have some, some things to do. We have some, some, some work to do, right? Some work to do. Right, right, right. Um, we want to make sure everybody that we, we get out to vote. Please get out to vote, Mabili. What's yeah. our What's our? Um, you can get out to vote today. Actually, can't you? Vote yeah, today? early voting is started. Early voting is started. Mm-hmm. Early voting is started, folks. Uh, I already voted for the primary. Yep. 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 Uh, make sure to get out there and vote. Make sure you uh, vote your conscience. Make sure you educate yourselves about who it is you are voting for. Um, your vote counts. I mean, it really does. Because if we don't get out there and do it, nobody else is going to do it for us. Uh, and it's not just voting. It's being involved in the process, right? Being thoroughly immersed in the process. If you are if you are out there and you are just going to go mark a, mark a sheet of paper, that doesn't mean a hill of beans did anything. Yeah. Right. Right? We really got to make sure that you are, that, that we are getting out there and we are voting um, uh, properly, like the people we saw at the St. Petersburg City Council this week. Oh my City God! City Council voted no. What was that, man? Stabilization. What was that? Yeah, and the people showed up, put their fist in the air when the no vote came in. So that's how you get engaged. That's how you participate. Yeah, yeah, and it can't just stop there. It can't just stop there, right? I mean, we have a black mirror over in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. We've not heard from him yet. We're going to hear from him soon. Um, uh, you know, we, we, you know, uh, Mayor Welch, please, please say something. Please act. I know you will, um, but got to give you a chance to do it. Uh, but, you know, please, city council, for city council to do such a thing is, I, I can't even put the word to it. Tone deaf? <laughs> yeah, more tone, yeah, tone deaf is not even the word. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you have to be completely blind. To not even think that, and detest, for you to not even think that it's necessary for you to put some sort of cap on this stuff, man. To regulate this. These people, listen, dude, you cannot even pay your rent and your car note, if you got one, put gas in your car. But mm-hmm. forget, forget the car note, just gas in your car, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Gas about the whole check right there. <laughs> two gallons, two gallons, bro. On the way over here, I put two gallons in my car because I, I was trying to get here. But I'm saying, you know, two gallons in your car, right? Right. That that's gone by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, what what are we doing here? Three thousand dollars for rent. Come on, man. Come on. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to find out if they're trying, if if there's an effort afoot to create a whole new homeless class. <laughs> or to increase that. You know, I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, well, I, I definitely think that we see that even as we see the cannabis industry as an example where you start seeing a disparity in wealth. Right. Um, I tell people that when you look at, uh, uh, let's say, a century ago when we talk about uh, prohibition, Right, that's right. a clear example 
of in today's time of where we see a gap starting to spread. Um, and for us, we saw that as uh, twofold. One is when you look at cannabis, you see the legalization is not legal from FDA, but the states have the regulatory body now to define if it's going to be an adult use, if it's going to be medicinal based. So mm-hmm. you can be able to participate in those spaces. So those are the things that we wanted to make sure that when we look at it from a black culture that we need to have a presence because a lot of times when you hear cannabis, people kind of walk back and say it's a taboo and when you, you hear all the, the, the negatives that come with it, right? Because <laughs> of the oppression, because of our people having to be incarcerated at record numbers. Those are the things that have, we've lived and that we've seen. Um, now we're seeing that transition where people are making money from it. And it's really important for us not to just ignore it and say, I, I don't want to touch it to where, you know, you want to get involved because this is how money is passed down from generation to generation. Um, and this is the start. Right, 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 right. Now, let, let's, but before we do that, before we do that, any news, any other news? Uh, well, yeah, there's always news. The uh, what we got? What we got? Capital Rioters, they are Jeez. trying to profit from their January 6th crimes. Uh, while they face legal consequences for their crime, in some cases, rioters have used the attacks as a platform for promoting their business endeavors, their political aspirations, or their social media profiles. And many of those who were charged have used websites and crowdfunding platforms to raise money after their arrest. Efforts to capitalize on the riot haven't gone over well with federal prosecutors or the judges who've sentenced more than 200 riot defendants so far. And prosecutors have often cite the profit-chasing activities and seeking tougher, punish, uh, tougher punishments. So if you're seeking profits, you might get more time. But <laughs> Yo, man. Yo. That's the latest. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> like, they do. So, I mean, yeah, like, do. yeah, they do. So it's like, yo, <laughs> I, you know, man, I don't even know what to say except to say if 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 you had a crowd of black folks, and we have every reason, <laughs> every possible reason to do exactly what they did. Now, I'm just being honest with you. I think everybody here agrees with me. We have every possible reason to do exactly what they did. And will be justified in doing it. But guess what? The outcome ain't going to be the same. Man, the outcome <laughs> is certainly not going to be the same, bro. Certainly not going to be the same. What? You talking about bloodshed? <laughs> Dude, that's not even... Oh. Go fund me. What? <laughs> Go fund me? Who's <laughs> Go fund me? Right, right. For exactly. That's, that's exactly what it's going to be for floral arrangements, dude. So, I mean, we can't... We cannot... We, you know... That tell my white privilege, man. <laughs> That's yeah. truly white yeah, privilege, man. Yeah. For real. I mean, we have we, we we've we've got to uh recognize that again, this is another reason why we gotta vote. We gotta make sure we vote. I, I, you know, there is there is something wrong with this system. I'm not telling anybody something they don't already know, but there's something wrong with this system where you have, where you would bring in a president like what we had, like number three, right? Who would incite such activities as what we we witnessed on the 6th. And then turn around 
and watch the pardons that we saw take place. That was a travesty. I, the dude, Stone, for him for him to throw Stone in jail and then then pardon him to get him out. Yeah, and, and then, then ask about pardon for himself. Right. Come on, man. What the. And then steal all the what National for? Archives papers and take them home. Right. And try to destroy them. Right. Which should bar him from future office. Oh. If nothing else. Wow, man. Wow. And what gets me is we have these these idiots that actually are in Congress right now, right, who support this garbage. Yeah. Yeah, only because they he, he's doing it. <laughs> this is the same stuff they tried to... They yelled, lock her up when it came to Hillary's servers, remember? Man, yeah, yeah. said she may have taken home classified. Come on, man. But Come this on. guy actually takes home hard copies and Come on. they're acting like <laughs> we're wrong. We're acting, they're acting like the law is wrong. Man, listen, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, this is the Sunday Forum. <laughs> With your host, Walter L. Smith II. And Mabili and the, the uh, Brothers Allen. The Brothers Allen, John and Jeff Allen from Black Mule Coffee. They're right here in studio with us here on WMF. This is the first time you guys have been interviewed. Yes, it yes. is. Yeah. Right here. So that means that, means that now listen now. So everybody understands what this means. So let's, 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 let's talk about this, okay? Because um, I don't think we have anything else. And India's not moved in, 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 any, any changes there in India Kenya's presidential election Is still You know <laughs> Stalemate And they're still counting Right I think they're still counting in Kenya um, So yeah We're good So anyway This is the first time These gentlemen have been interviewed I am honored Because You guys are the top I guess top ranking Right, right now I guess uh, The top contenders For the uh, For the <laughs> for the remaining cannabis grower growing license, correct? Is that what it is? Yeah. So it's it's a in, in Florida. What's special about it? It's a it's a vertically integrated license. Right. So you have that capability to grow, process, and dispense. So okay. Uh, but we are one of the twelve applicants that have submitted our license here uh, in the March time frame. All black. Correct. Now let, let, let me let me let me ask. I know you guys can explain, so I'm going to ask you to explain. What the significance of that is, because when I heard it, mm -hmm. I was incensed. I was pissed, and and and, and I'm sure you guys were uh, considering your initial application. I'm sure, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that everybody else is too. But let's talk about that for a moment, okay? John, Jeff. One of y'all tell me what the deal is. How, what what the hell happened? So so I would say is that so in legislation in 2017 they passed a a, a, um, a law that would allow a license to be set aside for what they call a black farmer. Um, during that time, um, and, and if I give everybody just some background, in 2015. Um, the medical marijuana treatment center program here in the state of Florida they awarded five licenses. Uh, two nurseries. You have to have uh, 30 years in business, um, and those are some of the qualifying factors. Uh, you know, so we looked at the landscape. Uh, we actually are owner of a 38-year-old nursery, FTG Development, and uh, we just wanted to say, okay, when are you guys going to open up this next queue mm -hmm. in order to be able to submit our application? Right. So um, we submitted our application. Uh, was unsuccessful in 2018. Um, in, in filing a lawsuit. 
uh, because there was not an a quote unquote open window. Uh, and for us, we saw where out of the f- uh, five licenses that were awarded, an additional 17 were granted to, to, I call it, to nurseries who were not initially approved. And they went through some form of lawsuit or settlement. So, you know, for us, we wanted to make sure that we were having our voice heard, that we were present, that we were relevant, because this is not something that is a fly-by-night uh, hope or, or a dream for us. This is our passion. So that's really where things began at. And, you know, as we continue to, to morph, we're, we submitted our application for a separate entity, uh, FTG Development, here in March. Uh, but with the work that Jeff has been spearheading on things that we've done in this space, that's where we formed Black Mule. Okay. All right. Now... Do you guys have a warehouse? Uh, like, facility. Facility. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Where is the facility? Or can you tell us that? It's in Sarasota. The facility is in Sarasota. Okay. Yeah. Now, does that is that facility like what some what one would imagine in terms of um, production facility? Uh, yeah, you would say so. It's more of a, a manufacturing space mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to a grow operation. Okay. So you would you would just see like a, a regular pharmaceutical lab it'll give you those vibes. Okay, okay. All right, great, great. Uh, how has it been, man? I mean like like now that you guys are, are, are in this this space now, right? How has it been for you to know now that you are a contender for this thing, right? Uh so let's start with that first. To know now that you are a contender, how's it feel? Okay, I would want to see people on that. Yeah. Um, we went to uh, this process at the beginning, maybe six years ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, I was reading through the paperwork and uh, talking to lawyer friends and people like that. That was close to the cannabis business. And everyone was telling us, hey, it's, it doesn't look like a great opportunity. It doesn't look like it's possible. And, and uh, I am. I told my brother, I'm like, man, I'm reading something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't tell him what everyone was telling me. I'm like, yo, hey, well, could you read this and give me your your feedback on what you feel? I didn't tell him what I thought. I just wanted to know. Right, right. I just needed someone else to say, okay, before I we do it or we don't, this, you know. And John came back to me. He was like, yeah, it's absolutely possible. You know, it's kind of question marks here and there, but it's absolutely possible. So right. at that point... Um, we put our, our foot in the ground and we decided to go after it, you know. Um, right. It's been five years, uh, six years, and, uh, and, and it's a process. It's just a uh, one process, turn after turn, obstacle after obstacle. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it takes a lot. A fortitude, it takes a lot to get through that. What are the obstacles coming from? The obstacles is part of the system. Right. Um, not spelling out the process having, you know, um, language or, or uh, you know, uh, the word I will, would want to say is is not being spelled out properly. Listen, we, talk, we speak very frankly here on yeah, this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so not spelled we, out. We got a dumb button. We got a dumb button. Yeah. So. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> And, and I'll add in too, I, I think just to kind of complement some of those barriers is like the final financial entry point, right? Right. You have to, it, it takes a lot of capital to really stand up these type of operations. Um, as an example, even for the application for uh, the cannabis grow or cannabis uh, vertical integrated license, you have to have a $5 million um, performance bond. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be able to 
pay attorneys. You have to be able to find and have your team defined um, who has um, experience in all these various disciplines. Um, because at the end of the day, this is a corporation that you're really lifting off the ground, right? right. So that's really what I, I look at is some of those obstacles that are typically, um, when we look at it from black and brown cultures, we don't typically have those financial resources that would allow you to be able to to be able to compete in this type of a space. The, bond, the performance bond thing has always been an obstacle for us, whether you're talking about construction or whether you're talking about cannabis. Now, now that you say this, uh, that that is a very tough area. I know that we have nonprofit organizations quite often that that assist with that type of thing, but man, that is a tough thing. It's really tough, man. Um, uh, kudos to you guys, man. Big time kudos for you guys because I, I just honestly, it is. It is a, you know, if, if if you are going into business, if you're going into business, folks, you do not want to miss this show. You don't want to miss this show. Please give us a call at one three two three nine nine six six three. Ask questions. If you're watching right now on the Facebook page, um, please, please, please send us your information. Um, talk to us. Let us know what's going down. Um, we want to hear from you. Okay, you know. With this governor, with this governor, um, there are a myriad of issues that that establish roadblocks, right? Uh, with this legislature, the same thing. There are a lot of preemptions that have been put in place legislatively in order to block those things that should be, huh? That should be that should be had that that we should be, have access to, in order for us all to be able to economically uh, survive or even participate in anything economically, uh, for this state to have a full uh, thrust, especially post uh, post COVID, especially post COVID, post COVID, we suffered terribly, terribly. And there's an industry that's able to put people to work, Correct. both uh, both temporarily and permanently. It would be this. And we look at at uh, at Colorado, for instance, billion dollar industry in Colorado because they've opened it up now to recreational use. Right. right? We have not opened up to recreational use primarily because of the fact that we have a. Uh, <laughs> We have a, uh, a a governor who is, um, you know, Republican, right? And on that side of the of the aisle, when they talk about it, it has been the the one thing that has stopped us nationally, uh, federally, anyway, from being able to have uh, legalized uh, legalization of marijuana, right? Uh, and so now, as we as we push forward. And we're still trying to get this thing going through. Uh, we're, we're taking on a sovereign state attitude with regard to whether or not we're going to allow, uh, each state is going to allow marijuana to be recreationally uh, used. And Florida is one of those states that has allowed it medicinally, but not recreationally. Now, that having been said, what do you see uh, as the roadblock? that has to be uh, traversed or the terrains that have to be traversed in order to be able to to function uh, effectively mm 
mm-hmm. in this business as a black-owned business. Because it, 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 let's just let's just be real about it now. Let's just be real about it. And B, I, I know you agree with what I'm about to say. As a black-owned business in this industry, when you're talking about marijuana, and it's in it's in, in in this particular case, infusion, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that is that what it is? Infusion. What what when you when you say infusion? Infusion into beverage. into yeah. the beverage, right? Right, right. Beverage infusion. Um, then what are we what what are we looking at here? What what are we looking at in terms of those? those roadblocks there. Yeah, so so I, I would say when we look at just some of the, the roadblocks and what we have to do is from a, a black culture perspective is one, get into the, I call it literally get into the weeds of it, right? <laughs> right, right. You gotta get into the details. This is not a fly by night, um, get which scam. This is this industry is here to stay. And if you're really passionate about it, um, those are the things that you really have to do your homework. You have to go in here, uh, do the networking, be able to put yourself in a position uh, with your homework and to educate yourself to be able to be fruitful in this in, in, in this industry. Um, as you mentioned earlier, you talked about uh, kind of the different tentacles that you can operate in. Um, you know, as business owners, and you know, we look at it from a, a, a different view when we talk about strategy. One is what are areas in the space now are you able to really make some traction in? Um, or do you want to be a grower? Uh, do you want to work on in product development? Do you want to work on just mm-hmm. more processing or I call it uh, educating from a trainer and uh, customer advocate perspective? There's so many things that you can really do in this in this in this in this space um, that that I think that those are some of the, the 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 first things that individuals have to really try to find out where they want to participate in. And then you talked about being able to get access. The right now in the, the in the cannabis industry as a whole, uh, uh, black and brown make up less than five percent of business ownership um, in the cannabis industry across all the 50 states. Wow. Uh, when we talk about it here specifically in the state of Florida, we represent 0% because out of the 22 licenses that have been awarded, now one is owned by uh, an African-American. So I think those are some of the things that when we talk about getting involved, getting our youth involved, being able to, to show people not just by a book, but giving them hands-on training and experiences, those all come with mentorship. Those all come with experiences where you're able to, to really grab somebody by the hand and show them, say, hey, here's an opportunity. I would like you to come in and, you know, uh, shadow me for a, a, a couple of days a week to, to be able to come in and see if this is a, a, a job description that you might be interested in. Right, right, right. You're right. Now, now, give me just one second. Mm-hmm. The box here. Uh, boxes, no, it's not on. <laughs> my my oldest sister just called me. She's like, she's like, we can't hear you. She she's an attorney in West in West Palm Beach, a pharmacist as well. Okay, so graduate of FAMU, graduate of FAMU. Right. Shout out to my sister, Celicia, right. Celicia Gordon, my oldest brother John, and my other brother Andre. Uh, Thank you, Sal. Appreciate you. That, that should be better. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, when we talk about less than 5% of the people that are, that are active in this business, and we talk about the numbers of the, the, the numbers of people who are locked up behind, behind doing it illicitly, mm-hmm. right? Now what are we talking about? I mean, I mean that's that certainly is a problem. Yes, that certainly is a problem. I mean, I'm not an attorney, but I was I would say that um, 
that one of the things that we, we really need to take a look at is we need to retry the, those cases need to be reopened. They need to do something about that. That's I mean, reduction of charges, something. I mean, what 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 if, if you guys had a position on that at all? Taking a position on that? I have. Okay. Um, I just feel like no one should if no one should be in jail for cannabis. Period. If one company is allowed to make two hundred and fifty million right. a year selling product, right. you know, right. why is anybody in jail from the sales or distribution of cannabis when it's actually legally being done now? Right. You know, so right. It, it makes sense. Just undo that and go forward. You know. And, and I think I think what we what we, what we that's a very good point. Because as we look at the state of Florida, though, as we look at the state of Florida, who is not opening open it up entirely, right? Then that that kind of that, that gives us a bit of a problem, and 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 I think legally, if there, and if there's somebody out here who's, who's an attorney, please call in and let us know. I think legally, when we look at it, we have to look at reduction of charges in that particular case, right? Mm -hmm. Because because they're not they're not they weren't functioning within the guidelines of what was then the law, correct? Right, uh, and the law has not has still not allowed uh, recreational use, correct? Right, and and if they weren't functioning within the law of that, and this, I think I think we need to look at a reduction of charges. Then, if that's the case, whatever it is, I agree with you one hundred ten percent. By the way, I agree with everything you just said. I'm just saying, what can we do to help these brothers and sisters, man? That's that's. That's crazy, man, because people are making billions of dollars off this stuff. Absolutely. Nationally. Yeah, that's, that course, seems to have been an attempt. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, brother. There has been an attempt to wrap up, uh, uh, look at uh, some mm -hmm. of the, over the last 12 months, look at some measures to renew our others were introduced for the first time in Congress to overturn some of these state laws and some of these charges on people, you know, for marijuana because it's a niche aspect of the industry such as federal and state legislation legalization rather because I'm looking at a patchwork of of laws from states where in some places it is decriminalized and in some places it isn't mm -hmm. and even if you are allowing some uh, medicinal uses such as in Florida it's what we call the legal status is mixed right. where there's some Medicinal uses, you can use medicinal, you can create medicinal marijuana, but it's still not decriminalized. So if a state governor wanted, out of just out of a whim, to prosecute somebody, he still could un under federal law. So there has been an attempt in Congress to decriminalize at the federal level so that states won't always have that as a, as a use, as a tool yeah. to use against people going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh what then? What what are you guys doing with regard to that? Are, are you are you outspoken about that issue? Are you clamming up about it for now? And then, you know, what 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 is your position? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's funny you say that. As uh, you learn what battles to fight in this right. process, you know, you right. got to pick and choose your battles, right? And um, we we speak about you know John being a president of FTG and putting in an application, but. With Black Mule, we kind of changed stance, right? We kept moving our feet. And with Black Mule, what we wanted to do was show the other part of the industry, the other people in the industry, how to uh, impact your community, right? Black Mule is a, a community impact brand, right? We have a partnership with the Skills Center of Tampa. Uh, we have a Barista Academy that we're putting in the Skills Center. 
uh, we're giving back to the community by uh, giving kids the opportunity to learn how to be baristas, how to roast coffee, how to learn the business of coffee, right? And uh, and also gives kids the knowledge that coffee came from Africa. Right. The bean originally right. came from Africa. It's our bean. It's our. Uh, it's part of our culture. Other people came and took that bean and took it across the world and made it, you know, profitable. But we use that naturally to work in Africa. That damn colonization. And so, so that it goes back to that. But you know, having the ability to to, to uh, impact the community is is what we kind of changed our focus to. It wasn't so much about you know, hey, let's scream off the roof, everybody should be out of jail. But hey, let's show these other cannabis companies how to truly put the dollars back in the kids, put the youth in in this position to win. So that's that's what I would say that we kind of changed our gears on 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 the direction. That's a, thank you. I'm glad you said that, brother. I'm glad you said that. And then, and that's that's a very good points. Very well said, uh, because you know uh, that perspective has really not been given. That perspective has really not been given. I wanted to open up the door for that opportunity for that to be said. The because you know coffee has been colonized, hasn't it? It has. Right, it has been colonized. Um, you know, shout out to the Ethiopians. Shout out to the Ethiopians. <laughs> right. Thank you um, very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, uh, so so having said that, having said that, do you have any uh, any designs on uh, the continent of Africa? Uh, what you mean, designs? Have you, are you doing any work right now with anybody there? Not currently. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, the because you know, of course, as you know, uh, there there's a there is here an, an Ethiopian restaurant, Queen of Sheba, mm-hmm. right? Um, Sebla Gazal, and uh, is is the owner proprietor of that that particular shop in Temple Terrace on 50th Street. Check it out, check it out, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the the tremendous food. The food is great. The food is absolutely great. I mean, you got you can't you can't eat all the time. Right. <laughs> I'm tell you right now, bro. Your, your, your stomach will be <laughs> you, your stomach will be toe up, boy. <laughs> I don't even know how they do it, bro. Uh, but but honestly, uh, I think that it's important for us to do business uh, on the continent of Africa, and 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 the reason being that if we if we are believers in. Um, in the Garvey um, theory, theory uh, or the, the Garvey stance and position on self-determination, self-dependency, uh, growing, uh, freeing ourselves from the shackles of the past of colonization, mm-hmm. then it's going to be important for us to do business on the continent. I believe if you if you listen to Eric Conaquo, right, who was the who was the immediate past ambassador of the African Union, one of the biggest things she spoke of was the issue of of the diaspora, right, reaching out to the diaspora, bringing people back into uh, to Africa to do business, to do development, and so forth. Everybody else is taking advantage of that, and they've done it in the wrong way. Leading to colonization, neo-imperialism, neo-colonization, and everything else under the under the sun, 
when it comes to that. We, however, have not taken have not taken full advantage of that. And 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 of course, when I say taking advantage of that, I mean being able to do business the appropriate way, right? Doing business the appropriate way would be inclusion of the people who are there, training of people who are there, and vice versa. Their their training of us when it comes to certain things because there might be some something that we don't know, right? Uh, the one of the biggest mistakes I believe uh, of, of Garvey was to make the statement that they were that Africans were backwards. That was a very bad statement, but but a very bad belief, right at the time, um, and and that we were the only ones because we were educated in the Western knowledge mm-hmm. to be able to bring and bring that information back and to set things right, Correct. right. Who says that's right? Right? How do we how do we do business? How do we do business effectively then? Right? The new transatlantic trade, if you will, controlled by us, for us. How do we set that straight? Anybody? Well, I, I would say just go by your brand. Um, I, I think that if you're really building building a brand. And you're able to, to to continue to reel in if we say like a lot of uh, your network people from like uh, from Africa, the different uh, collaborations that you could actually do. I've seen it a lot taking place in um, the music industry. Well, they'll go in and it's, it's intentional. You go in and you set up collaborations and, and partnerships where you're able to come up with uh, different. I call it product schemes or, or different collaborations that you that you can go in and. Um, and providing, like as in the music, you drop a hit. So I think those are the things that you you really want to look at and how you're able to really expand out. It doesn't have to be um, all done at once, right? Right. You can right. really methodically, you can really break out to say, okay, well, here's what makes sense, and let's continue to go down this path um, until we find ourselves making some progress. And I think that those are to be some ways that we you evolve over time. Right. And that's how you're really able to to make some headway and then really uh, make an impact. Right. 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 It, it, you're setting the stage for something, right? Mm-hmm. I know my father was working there. A lot of the stuff was, it, it was, you know, you're not going to have it. It's not going to happen overnight, right? right? <clears throat> but you have to set the stage for for growth. Mm-hmm. You have to set the stage for growth, but growth in a positive way. Right. And, and I would want to add to that. The people that we put in position to help set this up can't be sellouts. Right. Right. They, they, it, what Thank I've you. seen so much is, is people get in position and we believe in them to be the spokesperson for us yes. or to talk, you know, to be able to round that up. We trust. And when they get typically at that table, they become selfish, right? And they mm-hmm. take money and do things for their own benefit, own mm-hmm. personal gains. And, and that's one of the things that, that I would say is very important with building that, that, that uh, certain opportunity with the, with the countries, you know, just making sure the people that are at the table are, are in mental, mentally in the right place on building the future, you know, right. and not being, you know, so greedy for a, a, a payday, you know. Right. Then we end up getting more of the same thing that we had before, right? Right, correct. I mean, so we, we got to do better. We got to do better. Um, one of the countries that, that, uh, that, that, uh, well, the countries that, that people are mainly targeting are, um, Ethiopia, Ghana, Nigeria, Zambia, South Africa. The people are staying away from 
from uh, war, more war torn areas, right, uh, or areas that where the, where the politics is very questionable, and politics plays a very big role in in, in being able to successfully do business on the continent. Stay away from places where Russia has mercenaries. Oh man, please, <laughs> please, Russian and the Belgians, please, Russian and the Belgians, please, stay out of the Congo right now, just for now, just for now. At least the East, yeah, 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 at least. Uh, again, folks, call in at one three two two three nine nine six six three. This is your host, Walter L. Smith the Second, on the Sunday Forum. We have the Allen Brothers here in studio with us, and we are very proud to have these brothers here, man. I, I got this big old smile on my face, dude. <laughs> right? I'm very, very proud of this fact. Very proud of this fact. Um, we got a call. Let's get this caller on. Oh, call right. Let's see. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum with Walter L. Smith and the Allen Brothers. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning to Walter Mabile and the brothers, literally the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I was wanted to call in this morning because I saw something that's very, going to be very enlightening to everybody, especially the brothers. They might not be understanding this. And I had a lot of friends when I grew up with different things, but I never really joined anything because of the fact that even when I joined, it always feels them inside organizations and whatnot. And like they just mentioned, you know, you can get somebody with good intentions then before it's over. They'd be the ones that file up the whole thing, you know. And, uh, Having to say that, I saw something on TV, or basically on uh, YouTube, which I take for real this time. It was about Juneteenth, and it's about slavery and what really happened in slavery. It was a guy named General Butler that actually freed the slaves, and he freed the slaves because three men uh, came over to the Union side and said they didn't want to fight for the Confederates. And so those three guys he took, and he uh, freed them, but not for the reasons that we think. He freed them because he said that they were uh, uh, contraband, and that contraband was being used against them in the war. So this is why they freed the slaves. They made a, a, a proclamation that went all through the country to free the slaves, and slaves was running over to the Union side to fight. So, so at the end of the day, uh, we won because that they said that we was contraband, and they was using the contraband against them. And that's where our contraband laws come now. Even with marijuana, you know, if you they brush you for a little bit, they seize this, they seize all that thing. You was using that in the commission of a crime against the government. So they, the words are always going to be fickle. But, and that's one of my yeah. points. Now, the, the second part is this here. Watch this very closely. Now, they did that to hurt the Confederates and all that and won the war. But then they turned right around Mobile. Watch this. They open the criminal justice systems in the jails up to those same people. Who you think own those jails now? Okay. See what I'm mm. saying? So they really reneged on the African Americans. We didn't get a 40 acre and a mule. They gave it to them. The 40 acres and the mule. And so they used all that. The grassroots start up their uh, campaign for prisoners and the throw us in the prison and use the 13th Amendment all that. Wasn't nothing but a trap. So we wasn't even helping them out. We just helped the same old system out. And that's what's going on. That's why they're having a problem getting the, the weed contract and anything else because they're not honoring us. They just keep on uh, hoodwinking us like this. You understand? Yeah. And it, it was very important for me to learn that because I didn't know that fact. And they said the day that they gave for Juneteenth is not the day that we're supposed to be celebrating. It's supposed to be December the 18th when uh, that 
slaves was actually freed and so they would never give us that day because that. So yeah, it was in Kentucky and Virginia tricks. you were talking about. Yeah, they used all these little tricks to, 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 to keep us separated from each other to make us think we smarter than each other, but all the time they'd be undermining us as African people, Amer- American citizens, really. We pay taxes and everything, so we're not no byproduct of this country. We the one got this thing rolling. Like I used to say, we the one built the roads, the highways, everything. Y'all will be the ones, guys, that'll be building the big best uh, 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 marijuana thing that it is. You'll build it and, be- and make it the best and all that. They'll come along, and, and you might not even be around. They'll be the purchased it and got it, and nobody will never know you existed. And that's what they do. That's what they do in this country. So just wanted to lay that on the table for you because it, it, it's a lot to this more than we see. And it's working both ways. And not only that, I really think they got their hands in that. That 38, you said 30 years of nurseries were slaves, not slaves, but brothers in jail have been working like slaves to a lot of these places for free labor. So that's how they got their 30 years in. They didn't get 30 years in because they was productive. So they saved X amount of dollars all over the place. And so that's my take on that. And I hope you have a good day. And I hope that uh, sparks an interest in people because most of us are not political, but... (laughs) We are political by nature. We, they, we can't expect ourselves from it. And uh, people try to say that I'm not going to mess with them. I'm not for either, but uh, I'm an advocate. So yes, thank sir. you for the time and thank, thank you for the conversation today. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, Ron. All right. No problem. Anybody, want, anybody have comments about that? No? Uh, just that, you know, we were contraband because the trafficking in slaves were was outlawed almost 50 years before the emancipation. So you couldn't traffic in the in, in slaves. But it was still legal until the war, you know. And uh, after, in a sense, I'm thinking about the the problems that these two gentlemen may face going forward in terms of the cannabis sales. I mean, we, like I said, in Florida, it's supposed to be medicinal. And maybe is that a sort of a protective barrier for you guys because you're putting it in coffee? Well, I, I, I would say that um, when we say Florida is medicinal, that's actually not a bad thing. I, I do think that it's going to become adult use here. Mm-hmm. Um, if we put it in perspective, Florida is the number three state out of the U.S., California and Colorado, and then Florida is number three. Both California and Colorado are medicinal and adult use. So for Florida to be the number three state in the entire country, and I think our regular, the, 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 the compounding revenue that they have forecasted to 2025 is a staggering $2.5 billion that this market is supposed to generate alone. Uh, Jeff just alluded to some points about, you know, some of the leaders in this space right now are truly even cure leave another year year over year may bring it in over $200 million um, in, in revenues. So I, I definitely don't want to, to, to kind of just dummy down when we say that is that Florida's only medicinal use. I think what that allows us and where we had to put our energy and focus on is, you know, we talked about, you know, how are we ensuring that we're not here for looking for a handout. We're looking to show that we are qualified and that we belong. And so it's not just about the areas of just saying, hey, we have growers and bringing in their, their, their ton of experiences, the strengths that they develop it, that's not just focused on uh, getting you high, but it has that medicinal benefit. Um, you know, I, I like to stop and just make sure everybody understands who's listening because this is not something that Jeff and I just jumped into to say, let's go make, a, make some money, right? There's the passion that drove us from here is that we lost our father back um, in t- 2003 to cancer. 
and you know a lot of families a lot of people now they're they're having families who fall under I call it this, these medical conditions. Um, we think about with cancer or epilepsy. And those um, are the top two in the stereotype. And so it, it's really relevant. And so people say, well, well, connect the dots for me. How does this impact uh, cancer and cannabis? And so we tell people that uh, cannabis doesn't cure cancer, but it absolutely gives you a better quality of life. Right. And, and for us, that's what's really important, you know, and seeing what our father had to go through, um, loss of appetite, dealing with a lot of pain and not really having something that could help build build that up for him. I mean, I, I just the ability to be able to touch other family lives, other people in our family who actually are dealing with these ailments, to see them have a better quality of life, that's, that's what it's about. Uh, Jeff talked about the things that we're doing with the communities and helping these youth. I mean, it's, it's, it's bigger than the Allen Brothers, you know. We're just wanting to be here to be to help foster these changes, to foster this direction. But ultimately, you know, it's, it's for an entire culture, and that, that's really where we want to make sure that we have a foot at the, uh, seat at the table. That was John Allen. We got Jeff Allen. The Allen Brothers are in the studio. We're talking about their, uh, their coffee. Black Mule. Black Mule, that's Black right. Mule. And uh, we've been we're seeing a list of medical conditions, and you can call us 813-239-9663, or you can write us, dj at wmnf.org, if you have something to add, and there is a caller on the line, but, you know, the list of medical uh, conditions are long, and, that, and like uh, John said, it's, it's probably not a bad thing that medicinal is the key here in Florida, even though it's still not decriminalized, but you can include... Glaucoma, HIV AIDS, Crohn's disease, Parkinson's disease, uh, medical conditions of the same kind or class as or comparable to all of those above. So I think that's probably a good thing. We do have a, a caller on the line. We'll go straight away back to the phone calls and see what you have to say to add to this conversation. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Caller, can you hear us? Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to add that I had an uh, opportunity over the summer to sample some of the black mule coffee.